every single brand out there should have a visual identity. That's a fact. But you don't want to assume that visual identity is just pretty colors and fonts on your website. It's much more than that. In fact, it can create an emotional connection with your customers, making them increase their spending on your website. Today, we'll talk with Drew Wilson from Kittle, a design platform that lets you easily create high-quality graphics for your website, products, and more. Together, we'll explore how to leave a lasting impression on your customers, even if you're not a professional designer. Welcome, Drew. Such a pleasure to have you here. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well. Everything is looking okay outside. The weather's okay. It was a very nice, cool morning, so I was able to take a walk and not sweat. Over here on the East Coast, it's been absolutely oh, wow. ridiculously hot, so I'm glad that it was cooler and I could get a walk in this morning. That must be a pleasant change. Over where we are, it's just raining constantly. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. To jump right in, can you tell us a little bit what Kittle is? What do you do? Kittle is a design tool that works right in your browser. We pride ourselves on having some of the most amazing world-class design templates from creators that are all over the world designing templates for things like t-shirts, logos, labels, all that kind of stuff that can be pretty difficult if you're not a designer or you don't have the technical skills to use something like Adobe Illustrator or Adobe Photoshop. And of course, there's nothing wrong with those platforms. They're great. But we have created an editor that the bar of entry is so much lower for you to just get started and start designing easily using our fonts, assets, illustrations. It's basically a the perfect all-in-one tool, if I could say. Yeah, it sounds like the tool for me. If I open Illustrator or Photoshop, <laughs> I, I'm just lost. It just looks like rocket science to me, honestly. It is a lot. It is a lot. How did Kittle came about? Like, wh What was the reason why it was created? We have our two amazing founders. One of them, his name is Tobias Saul, and he helped start what is Heritage Type, a type foundry where we sell fonts. We actually still do that. You can still go to heritagetype.com. I'm sure a lot of designers have either seen it or purchased fonts from there, but we were selling things like fonts and templates, so logo templates for Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop, right? Very mm -hmm. difficult things to use. So in that journey where I came on somewhere in the middle of that journey of having people purchase templates, logo templates, label templates, we were getting lots of inquiries and messages like, I don't know how to use this. Like, do you have any tutorials? Like, how am I supposed to open it? I didn't realize I needed another design tool, right? It's kind of mm -hmm. a bummer if you buy something and you are like, dang, I, di I didn't realize I needed a whole nother thing. So out of that we kind of put together this master plan for Kittle, which is taking all of our knowledge, all of our fonts, all of our elements, all of our illustrations, templates, everything, and putting them in one place where there's absolutely no exception for not being able to use it, essentially. We wanted to create the easiest tool for complex-looking designs, right? Putting our, our minds together and creating this design tool for creators. So that's kind of where it came out of is... is what I think is a big need or what Tobias saw is a, a very big need to create stunning, beautiful designs, but in an easier way, basically letting the bar of entry lower as opposed to trying to learn Photoshop. Those are usually very successful products when you're actually listening to the people you're working with and then, you know, creating something that they already need. On a purely, uh, I have a personal, well, not a personal question, but I'm just personally curious. Uh, where does the name come from? 
or does it have a meaning? Yes, so it, it does, and I I may slightly butcher it, but it's what it was what was provided to me when I asked, because of course we had some users that were trying to figure out what that means. So I think the way you pronounce it is Kunstlerkittel. I think is an artist's smock or 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 like an apron. I probably oh. butchered that. Hopefully, no one, none of my team like listened to that part. <laughs> um, but it's cut off from the end of that word, so K I T T L. So it's not kettle like a tea kettle. It's yeah. K I T T L. So if you like, kind of cut that off, it's kind of like your your artist's tool belt or like a pocket or like where you would store supplies. These are kind of things that I make up in my mind. But it's like it's like an artist's right. It's like an artist's tool right an artist's smock or a, an apron or whatever so it, there's an artistic element behind the name very appropriate then. so and just so our listeners can get sort of a sense of the size of how big kittle is now do you have any numbers you can share how many users you have how many templates you have or anything at all oh gosh template wise i i i don't think i'd be able to tell you it's it's got to be just hundreds of thousands i'm sure but yeah we're we're over a million users we just we just celebrated a big campaign with kittle ai sending to all of our users and providing some really cool neat ai credit usage opportunities for uh, reaching over a million users so we're well past that but that's about as much as i can give you right now a million users is a very good number to give. <laughs> and lost track of how many templates we have is also pretty impressive oh, it's, I, I, I there's just no way for me to to even find that out. And what do you do there? Yeah, so I run the YouTube channel. So I am the YouTube mm. manager for the Kittle YouTube channel, which you can easily uh, find. It's just at Kittle Design on YouTube. And I teach tutorials on how to use Kittle. So everything from here's how you would make this candle label template that maybe you want to sell on Etsy to here's some design education about color theory or just updates and features like, hey, we just uploaded or excuse me, we just updated new folder features for your uploads, which we just uh, posted that yesterday. So mm. everything from design tutorials on making logos, shirts, whatever, print on demand, et cetera, all the way to like, hey, here are the, the updates that you should be looking for in Kittle. So that's what I do mostly, as well as help run the community. Uh, I run the Discord, the Facebook group, things like that. Oh, so we have just the right person to ask all our questions to. I think you do, yes. <laughs> I think that's why they sent the email to me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start with talking about visual identity and what it actually means, because I think it's a buzzword that's been used a lot. And every time you see like, oh, what do I need to do in order to become an e-commerce store owner or e-commerce brand owner? People are like, oh, you need to develop your own visual identity. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts. So what exactly is visual identity and why should e-commerce store owners care about it and how Kittle can help develop it? Wow, I was not expecting a brand question. That's excellent. I love branding and we don't really talk about it as as much, I think, on our channel, but we will soon because we have some some neat things coming. So yeah, I mean, a visual identity we're going to think about in terms of how people are going to, what they're going to feel when they look at you, right? Or what would otherwise be known as a brand, right? And there's a very big difference between a logo and a brand. A logo is an identifier, a symbol or typography or something that suggests this represents this person like a flag, right? Like a country mm -hmm. flag or something like that. Whereas a brand would be like, what does a person feel when they see you, right? What do you feel when you see Adidas? What do you feel when you see Disney? That's on the user really, or the customer or whatever yeah. you're going to suggest. So 
it's absolutely vital. If you start a print on demand shop or a Shopify or you launch your Etsy and whatever you're going to try to do, and you have nothing to represent you and what you're about or what you like to do, or even the niche of what you're trying to do or sell or the products, then the user has no data. They have no connection with you. They have no way to emotionally connect with you. And therefore, they have no purpose to really purchase that product. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not suggesting that right from the get-go. It has to be amazing. You have to have uh, a primary logo, two subsidiary <laughs> logos, and a tertiary logo. And then you have to know all of your typefaces. And you have to have like you know banners and all, all this stuff. I mean, all that stuff's important. You can get to it. But really, I would say starting with the name or your shop name or whatever it is. And then really going from there and saying, okay, well, what this, what would this look like? What do I want this to look like to another person? For example, I just started uh, another Etsy shop with my brother. We're both drumline people. We teach oh. drumline, we teach marching band. So we wanted our uh, shop name to represent that. And I'm going to do my best to not give away all the stuff because I don't want an <laughs> influx of people to come and not buy anything. But for example, if I just went through this process, maybe I wanted to call it like brass merch or something. If I was really into brass or whatever, like, you know, horns and trumpets and whatever, and I wanted to call it that, well, the banner on my Etsy shop is probably going to have a brass instrument on it and a shirt or whatever. And I'm going to have a logo that's maybe like the top of a horn or something like that. I'm going to make sure that it's identifiable to the person, but also something that I feel good about and is important to me, right? So we were in the more drumline mm -hmm. section. So our logo kind of represents that. It's a kind of a funny little pun or whatever. So yeah, I would say that there's so much that goes into visual identity that we probably don't have a ton of time to break down. But if anybody really wants to go deep into branding, visual identity, brand identity, there's an excellent YouTube channel called The Future. It's no E at the end of it. So it's F-U-T-U-R, The Future, mm -hmm. by a man named Chris Doe teaching visual identity, branding, basically the business of design. Phenomenal. If you really want to dive deep into that and understand why it's important, I would totally recommend that channel. Nice. Do you have any brands that you think are doing their visual identity really, really great? There are the ones that are super recognizable. You mentioned Adidas and Disney, but anything else that pops into your mind? They don't even have to be big, just something in your bubble. I love like camera stuff. I'm really into camera stuff. So I think Sony does a great job. Sony's, of course, like a much bigger brand because you have the Sony like department that does like movies and stuff. But then you have just also all of their like cameras, like I'm using a camera, a Sony camera right now and mm -hmm. their caps and then just like the type that they use for like the different series of lenses and things like that. A nice sans serif type that goes along with their serif Sony type, right? A serif is a very pointy font mm -hmm. or a type and they use sans serif that like contrasts really well with it. So I would say I love Sony. This is like a tough question because like I feel like I look at stuff all day and then I get asked a question like this and I'm like, dang, I don't I don't know. Can't they're remember all, a single brand. Yeah. Everything that I'm using, I feel like I guess does a pretty good job. <laughs> I would I would hope, you know, like department stores like H&M, I think does a great job. Everything down to like the email campaign is really good. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you get an email, like it looks like it fits with whatever brand. If I get an email from Sony or an email from H&M or an email from, you know, Spotify, Spotify is a great example, actually. I think yeah. if you if anyone st studies Spotify, 
and look at what they do, it's it's very good. Yeah, and I think you brought up an important point that everything needs to tie in together. It's not just your homepage, but every marketing material that you send out, every single mm. leaflet yeah. that you might, I don't know, publish somewhere, it needs to fit the same identity. And if you're going to use a template, that's totally fine, right? I have a Shopify store that I got started with a template. I just made sure that I picked a template that really is close enough connected to like what I'm visually trying to show, right? If it's simple and clean and modern, I picked a template that that was that style. And I'm sure there's an email campaign template that I can choose where I don't have to go in and try to code and like figure out how to do it all myself, you know? So sometimes it's just being a little bit smart about choosing templates that are closely connected to what you're trying to look like. How do you think having this visual identity contribute in the long term to the growth and success to a brand? Yeah, so it builds connection, kind of like the main point I would say earlier that I was expressing is that it builds this tie with an audience or with a user base or a customer base. It builds trustworthiness, right? So they they can be familiar with it. They can be comfortable with it, right? So they know that if they get an email or if they get a, you know, a text or if they see an ad or if they see an Instagram story or something, you know, it looks like you, it's branded like you, it sounds like you. They're not like reading different kind of copy or type that looks different or sounds weird or something like that. I would say that it's vitally important because it builds the reason they would come back and buy something else, right? Or they would tune in to to learn something else if maybe you're selling a subscription or something, whatever it is, it provides them with a reason to like follow you, right? Everybody's going to have their own tribe and you have to find your tribe and then explain why someone should be part of your tribe. How do you think Kittle can help in creating this visual identity and then later keeping track of it, I guess? Because there's, I think the bigger you grow, the more assets you're going to have. It's There's typefaces mm. and whatever and other stuff. And how do you keep track of it and how can Kittle help with all of that? With Kittle, you can do almost anything in terms of design. So if you need your logo, if you need your logo marks, if you need uh, typography, we have just hundreds of fonts for you to choose from. We have a folder system for projects that is in your profile that you can use and tie together, things like that. So we have really everything that you need to get started and go beyond and scale, right? If you need your banners, you can make them in Kittle and you can easily pull from your already created library, whatever the fonts it was you used, whatever the iconography you used or the illustration or whatever you uploaded, or maybe you used Kittle AI to make something with the text to text to art prompt. Everything you have is going to be in one place, which is like such a game changer so that if you need an Etsy shop banner at whatever width, boom, I just open that project, add this artboard size. Now I have all of my elements, right? I don't have to try to recall another project. I don't have to try to look for them anywhere else. So I like to think about Kittle as something that scales with you or grows hmm. with you. I think it really does. It's as easy as you want it to be but it can also get as advanced as you want it to be. And we're going to be adding so many new advanced features that maybe someone that considers himself a pro would be familiar with. But we also just have some of the most easy to use tools for you to get started with. So it's going to grow with you as much as you want it to. Yeah, that's uh, that's perfect, actually, because at least, uh, well, for Printful, a lot of the people start out their side hustle like one person sitting in their living room trying to make a store and then it just develops in thousands and thousands of orders. So you need to grow really quickly sometimes. So it's great to have a tool that grows with you. What would you say is the typical Kittle user? Is it that one person trying to start their own 
business or? Actually, I would say that the typical Kittle user is probably someone creating print-on-demand designs. So someone oh. that's coming to create a t-shirt or or a hat or whatever. That's really what we pride ourselves on is being the most easy-to-use print-on-demand tool, right? Because we have creators from all over the world making phenomenal t-shirt templates for you to easily click in, edit, customize with like our color palette options, or maybe you're making a label for print-on-demand candles. Or maybe you're making, you know, a mug and you need a mug design. We have all of those categories at the top of our homepage for you to just click and look through. So I would say the the general, the most use case user in Kill right now is probably someone that's trying to level up their print-on-demand game in terms of what they're selling. Oh, I had no idea. But I do know that one of sort of the barriers when coming into Printful for customers is that they don't have the designs that they are like, I have this amazing idea, but I don't know how to do it. And that's what Kittle really helps you do is, is you're able to peruse our homepage or look through all of our catalogs of templates, whether it's cards or t-shirts or hats or whatever it is, and get inspired. Right? A lot of our collaborators, when they're doing a YouTube video, I notice that they always open like five templates and then they start mm -hmm. pulling from every one of them. I don't personally do that. I think that's cool, but I love to see how other people are using Kittle and using the templates because maybe they like the type from this one, but they like the illustration from this one. And so they'll copy and paste between all these different projects. And then they have their own t-shirt design, which is really, really cool. When people hear the word templates, they're sometimes afraid, oh, it's going to look like any other mm. of the hundred t-shirts or okay. whatever that are already out there. But I think right. having that creativity plus a template to work into that has to be a good combination. I think that template for some can be not not a derogatory term, but like a, a stock term. Yeah. Right? So yeah, like exactly. uh, stock, right? But that's the really great thing that we're trying to do differently with Kittle is yes, we have all of the templates. And yes, you could open up the template, simply change your text, simply change your colors, export, put it on a t-shirt, ready to go. But you also have your endless library of other assets and illustrations that you could use. So you like this template. You like it for some reason, right? It's inspired you or it was what was in your head and you like this template. Okay, so you open that template, but you're like, ah, I just, I don't want to use this illustration because I don't know how many other people maybe are using this template too. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Open up our library of illustrations, find another one. Go down to Kittle AI, type in your own prompt in the tons of presets that we have in Kittle AI, type in what you want to see, render it a couple times, boom, endless t-shirt designs, right? Then maybe you found a template that sells well and you're like, wow, people really like this kind of sandwich type illustration type effect. I'm just going to replicate this, right? So that's what we try to do is give you maximum possibility. So you're not just stuck with a template and it's like, oh, well, that's the illustration you have to use or that's the font you have to use, right? You can, you can get creative but also it's just important because the template is successful because it's good, right? So success leaves clues. So really try to utilize that to your advantage. Try not to like open a template and just delete everything, right? Leave the layout or the conformity of it together because it's successful. So that's what we want to do is set you up for success. Success leaves clues might be my favorite saying from now on. Yeah, I stole that from Sean Cannell, another fantastic uh, YouTuber. But I say it in almost every Coffee with Kittle episode ever. You mentioned Kittle AI. I'm going to need to hear more about it. What is it? What can you do with it? Okay, so Kittle AI is our AI art generator. Okay, so 
we recently released that as well as some updates within the last couple of months where you can easily type in a prompt and hit generate and it's going to give you an image. So if you want to type in, you know, a penguin wearing a top hat and tap dancing shoes and you put that in there and you hit generate, you have a variety of different preset styles that you can select from, whether that's cyberpunk or kawaii sticker or even vector you can choose a vector option where your text prompt will become a vector image meaning it can be scaled you can scale it up oh, as wow. large as you want and you can change the color so we we pride ourselves on that because text to vector is so so cool so that is what your capability is with kittle ai is super endless right like most all other subscription-based platforms you have credits and there are endless ways to earn more credits. We have design challenges where you can earn more credits. We also have a little slider on your subscription where you can decide to add more monthly credits, like, you know, something like Midjourney obviously has monthly credits mm -hmm. that you can type in your prompt and it's going to give you what you want. And so we have everything from patterns that you can generate, vector art. We have, you know, clip art that, you know, has like just the, the subject itself. We even have like an AI color tool. So if you wanted to vectorize an image that's not vector, you can vectorize it in however many colors mm -hmm. up to 16. So yeah, I mean, just the options are endless in Kittle AI. That's amazing. Uh, I know that for print on demand as well, uh, sometimes there are sort of not difficulties, but you have to get used to the mm. ratios that you need to use mm, and yes. the quality. And sometimes with uh, AIs, it can be difficult to get the right Absol quality. But absolutely. if you can do vectors, that's amazing. That's probably one of the biggest rubs that someone would run into, like maybe even myself as well, because I, I also use Midjourney. I think it's great. There's nothing wrong with it. It, it gives mm -hmm. me great results. But, you know, it's a static image. And if I really do want to use it for a shirt, I have to make sure that I can remove the background, which, by the way, you can do in, in Kittle. We have our own background remover tool. But I, the subject has to be clear enough and mm -hmm. then the subject has to be clear enough for the size that I needed on the shirt. That's why I think the presets in something like Kittle are great, because if I'm going to use this Kawaii clip art style, it's going to give me just the dog or the dumpling or the coffee mug with eyes and hands or whatever it is that I want generally in the size that I would need it. Or if I don't want to worry about it, I just use a vector one and I make it as big as I want to. Um, slightly controversial topic, AI, I think, is especially in the design community to some extent. What are your thoughts on it? Is it a good thing? Is it a thing we need to be careful about? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I've, I've watched so many conversations about this back and forth. Like, it's good, it's bad, it's destroying art, it's making art better. I mean, you can look at it however you would like to, but it's not going to go away. I don't think, and I think we're in the kind of infancy stage of AI too. So I think it's probably going to get even better and even sharper. And like, for example, you mentioned the resolution issue. I think that the AI tools are going to figure that out pretty easily and be able to provide you with images that are really high resolution. Of course, there's all this, you know, back and forth of issues and like, you know, you'll see randomly a lawsuit on something that's pulling too many images from like Google or whatever. I mean, where are they else are they going to get it from? Yeah, I would urge you to not be afraid of it and really let it work for you. I had a great conversation with T-shirt help desk on YouTube. His name is Gary. 
great guy, teaches t-shirt design for anybody that wants to go really deep into t-shirt design. But we had a full conversation on our channel about this very subject where I pitched this exact same question. Should we be afraid people use it, not use it, whatever. And he made the great point of like, hey, if you're so worried about it, putting you out of a job, then you need to figure out how to make it work for you. And that's what you can do with print on demand or selling digital products. I I have several digital product shops that I that I run and I use AI to make my, you know, whatever little clip art things that I sell because people will use them. So I would say that it's not going anywhere. I would try not to be afraid of it. Mm. If anything, it's gonna it's gonna increase our level of what things look like in terms of like good or bad like because it's if the ai is providing you something really good and then you get discouraged because you're like dang i can't make that well then it urges you to like be better i guess it's yeah. kind of a weird way to say it but i would just try to make the ai work for you so whether it's like chat gpt if you need like you know blogs that you're writing or or you build websites and you need website content you got chat gpt for that you got google bard for that you got notion ai for that and then on the art side you have a plethora of different ai art programs so i would just make it work for you whether it's good or bad that's depends on the prompt you put in i guess and how you use it but it's not going to go anywhere yeah i totally agree it's definitely going to stay and it's going to develop and i think it's a matter of learning how to use it for yourself because i think it's much more well dangerous perhaps is not the right word but as a business owner at least it's more dangerous to ignore it and hope it will go away because then you're mm. very much behind the field very true in very many ways very true since you're a community manager i'm going to pick your brain a little bit about uh, design community in general and how important it is to have to be surrounded by people who have similar problems that you have. How do you see the community, the design community, perhaps specifically those people who have don't have that many design skills? How do they keep track of what is trending? Do they go by their own instincts or they converse with others? Do they read any newsletters? What What's the process in your opinion? That's an excellent question. Wow. Yes. So, I mean, of course, with Kittle and who we are and, and what we do, we have so many users that would consider themselves not pros, right? That's why they're using Kittle because they can make their designs. But when it comes to like what's working or what's trending or what's happening, I would definitely say, yes, we have in the Discord, for example, we have channels for print on demand, right? And so we have some of our maybe more highly skilled trained users that are successful posting updates like, hey, by the way, this is like a trend that's going to happen or something or that, hey, this is something I tried on my shop and it seems to be working, right? Or, hey, here's mm -hmm. a great YouTube video. For example, another one of our collaborators, his name is Ryan Hogue, amazing educator. He does weekly videos on five niches, five niches of the week. Hey, here's what I researched using these research tools. Go try these niches on your shop, right? If, if they're adjacent enough, right? So here are the things that you can learn and try. So I would say that you know, leverage YouTube, of course, to the best of your ability. If you're if you're trying to up your print on demand game in terms of trends, YouTube is definitely going to be the place to go. As well as just asking, hey, what are the what are the trends you guys have tried lately? Are they working? What are we doing? You know, and we also try to do things like that on our on our own YouTube channel as well. Like, hey, here's you know five niches that you probably haven't even tried yet that are evergreen, right? So things like that. I think a little bit of is is you in your print-on-demand journey just learning the language and just learning how to search correctly. So, mm -hmm. you know, learning how to search 
in Google is a skill, right? Learning how to type in the right search word in YouTube is a skill to get to the goal or the information that you need, right? So just taking some time to learn about that and learn the language and then maybe move forward and, and invest in a tool, maybe for Etsy, that's something like Everbee or E-Rank or, or something like that, or just leveraging ChatGPT, you know, like, hey, can you provide me with the top 10 selling niches over the last 10 years or something? I don't know, you know, so you can get, you can get as granular with it or, or, or not. But I would say that the way I see the community keeping up to date on print on demand tips is probably first and foremost, YouTube, and then leveraging each other for help. Like, hey, is this working? Is this not working? And do you feel that there are now more and more sort of pro designers joining Kittle now that you're getting more and more advanced or well, pro perhaps, or just more skilled, so to speak? Yeah, I would say we have a, a absolutely a healthy amount of both. And hmm. the great thing about Kittle is if you are someone that's consider yourselves a master at Illustrator, awesome. You can export an SVG, a scalable vector graphic from Kittle and keep working on it in Illustrator if that's your T. Mm -hmm. That's what I was trying to say earlier is that it grows with you. So if you really want to use other tools combined with Kittle, fantastic. You know, utilize it in your design process wherever that is. So, but we 100% have new users every day that maybe I see joining the Discord or the Facebook group saying like, hey, I've been a t-shirt designer for X and X years. I've used Photoshop all my life. I think I'm just going to use Kittle now because it like does everything I need to do, right? I can mask in it. I can I can warp my text in it, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, I would say we have an extremely healthy amount of both. Complete newbies. Hey, just started my print on demand journey, trying to grow on Etsy, found Kittle through a YouTube channel. Fantastic. And then we also have like, hey, I've been selling t-shirts for 50 years. I'm old, but I still love it. So I'm going to use Kittle, right? So it's just like, yeah. the spectrum is pretty wild. That's great to see. It's always nice that you have like a wide, wide variety of people using your tool. I'm going to ask uh, probably a dreaded question in uh, Kittle offices. Competition. There are a lot of design tools out there, specifically perhaps Canva. What what makes Kittle better? What what why would people need to choose Kittle instead of anyone else? Sure. Yeah. We we try to be very careful with with how we talk about any and all competitors because, for example, Canva has been around for a very long time. They do an excellent job and they just the the sheer amount of what they have is just a lot, right? You know, they have things like presentations, things that we're working on currently that they they already have. So I would say that what makes us different is our kind of honing in and pinpointing the print on demand, you know, issue, which for many is not being able to make a stellar design. Like I have this mm -hmm. idea, I just can't do it. Or text, for example, it's very difficult to warp and distort or bend text to your will and these other design tools, unless you're, you, you know, you've taken the time to learn it. But within Kittle, you can do it in one click. So you want that nice little vintage rise effect, click. If you want an arc effect, click. If you want to be able to adjust it, you can do that. We can also do a lot of really fancy things with typography. You can add your decoration. You can add outlines. You can add like, basically everything you could do in an advanced program like Illustrator mm -hmm. or Affinity. We've made one to two clicks or a click and a slider. So we've made it like as easily accessible as possible. And then going back to what I said about print on demand, I mean, we are really honing in on that. So like if you want to come there and make a logo design, of course you can do that. We have tons of logo templates for that. But 
if you're trying to grow your Shopify, your Etsy, your print-on-demand store, you're going to use Kittle's templates to do that. As well as, I think one thing that sets us apart is our licensing is so clear. And at least in my opinion, maybe not to some, but <laughs> it's not complicated. So everything is fair game. If You, you can use everything in Kittle for print on demand. There are no some elements that you can't, some that you can, some templates that you can, some that you can't. You have to take this one apart, but you have to use this many things. Oh, but you got to change the type. Oh, but you got to change it. It's it's whatever. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's all in there. Everyone has access to the same thing. So our licensing is such as that if you're going to use this template for print on demand, we already knew you were going to do that. So everything is fine, right? So we made the, the licensing as clear as possible. So whether that's personal commercial or even commissioned mm -hmm. that's it's very very clear the only thing you can't do is trademark or register something in kittle because everyone has the same access to it so that would be silly. Oh, yeah. but that's one thing i feel like maybe that's at the top of the list it's like hey you want something with like clear-cut licensing for my print on demand uh, okay kittle's super easy <laughs> that is perfect yeah because that's also a confusing topic like what can you use what can't you use where where is it fair game where it's not so yeah what what fonts are okay what are not you know yeah exactly and for i think for print on demand having basically a dedicated tool where you can pick templates and uh use them that's that's all you need really absolutely are there any exciting new items features coming out of kittle that you can share with us yeah i would say the most prominent or the most uh, exciting one, at least for me, coming soon is the ability to add multiple artboards or pages. Maybe some people are more familiar with the word pages. For me, I call them artboards. But that's something we've been working on for a while just to make sure that our system, the process for you as a user is very clear. Um, so up until now, you know, you would just have your one project, your one artboard, which of course you could duplicate and and keep working on or whatever, or make as many projects. But now within a project, you'll be able to have multiple artboards, multiple pages. Maybe you're making a PDF or maybe you're making a color sheet to coloring book or something to sell on, on Etsy or, or something like that. So I would say that's maybe something that sounds small to some, but I think that it's really going to help so many people, myself included, even if it's just like, hey, I want to try out these like six ideas, but I don't want to like, you know, necessarily make six different projects. I'll just move this artboard mm -hmm. over here and I'll just try this little thing over here, you know, mm -hmm. as well as so many exciting things coming for AI. I, I don't want to spill all the tea, but there's just like yeah. with AI, it's just there's so much capability. And now we have some some staff dedicated to that. So already within the last two weeks, personally, I've seen the renders get so much better, crisper, cleaner, depending on your preset. Uh, mm -hmm. But things like, you know, sizing and scaling, all that stuff is in the works. So I'm super excited for that as well. Okay. And if our listeners are excited as you are about trying things out on Kittle, where should they go? Uh, absolutely. You can go to kittle.com. Super easy. Remember, it's K-I-T-T-L no e k i t t l dot com you can also come over and hang out in the youtube channel if you just want to watch me maybe go through a couple of different things i even have a master class that's all the way from like the very beginning all the way to the most advanced features so if you want to get like a full crash course to see if it's right for you you know that's totally a great place to go would be the youtube channel as well as our discord which you can find on any of the youtube channels 
You could pop in the Discord. Feel free to ask questions. I generally answer pretty quick because Discord's really fast. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I would say. If you want to get started immediately, kittl.com, kittle.com, you'll immediately see what you need to see, templates, and you can sign up, and then you have a whole onboarding process that'll get you started. Perfect. I hope people checking it out. It sounds awesome. And thank you for joining us, Drew. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and the opportunity to talk about Kittle. This was great. That was Drew from Kittle.com. I hope you now know everything you need about visual identity. And if you're ready to get started, head over to Kittle.com. You'll find all the necessary tools there. And if you want to hear more about e-commerce and other burning topics in the e-commerce industry, keep listening to Ideas Fulfilled by Printful Enterprise. 